thought about the faithfulness of God. Oftentimes I tell people, I dare you to look back at your Bible. I dare you look back at the worst time of your life. with no hope at all but today you can testify that he's faithful because he made ways out of no way he gave hope to the hopeless and he gave you a reason to want to wake up in the morning amen every now and again you just gotta lose your mind for a savior don't keep score. <laughs> I don't know about nobody else, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad that when I, when I hit my knees at night and, and I begin to cry out to the Lord, he don't bring out a list of, uh, you understand what I'm saying? Anybody just, if that was the case, you'd, you'd have bad kingdom credit. Amen. <laughs> I thank God he don't, he don't keep score. Just one more time. Let's give God a hand clap. I'm talking about a hand clap. I'm talking about a thank you, Jesus. I'm, I'm talking about you didn't have to do it, but you did it any. Do I got any worshipers in the house? Do I got anybody in the building that's been through something and God made a way? I dare you worship God right now. I dare you worship God right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For every hell you brought me through, I had the legal right to have lost my mind a long time ago. But because of this faithfulness, spiritual food, they're going to actually get some some, uh, some edible food. Amen. Amen. Let's bless God for our children and our... Amen.
see them run to church. Amen. You better applaud every time your baby run to church. Because Satan got something else for him to run to. Amen. And if we ain't careful. We bless everyone for coming out today. Um, we thank God for all of our visitors or extended family. We bless God for you and we, we pray to see you. We pray to see you again. Amen. All week long, I've been, uh, most of you know that I've been dealing with this, um, with this toothache, amen. And uh, I don't know about y'all, but to me, the toothache is the worst pain that you can have, amen. I'm talking about one of them, them kind of go up and then it come down in your chest and you feel like you done lost your breath and you like what? And so I've been, I've been uh, dealing with that and um, uh, it's kind of had me a little stable. This morning, I woke up and I asked the Lord what he wanted to talk about, and he took me to something that we had talked about before months, months ago, but it's still so necessary. And I said, Lord, it was probably just six months ago we, we rapped about this, and why would we, we go here again? And he said, because six months ago, uh, they wasn't ready for it, but now we're going to run it back. And how many of you understand, how many of you from the country other than my wife, amen? She, uh, yeah, she, she brags on that, amen, you know, and uh, you ever seen a cow eat, you know, he, the cow will chew and chew and chew and chew and chew some more, then finally, after a while, it will eventually swallow what he's eating, and then he will regurgitate it, he will throw it back up, and then he will chew and chew, and the reason that he does this is not because he's nasty, he does this because he understands that there is more nutrients uh, in what it is that he's eating, amen? And, and, and we got to learn to not swallow so quick, but kind of chew on what's being said so that you can get out of it everything that's for you, amen? And so uh, uh, we're going to get back into this. And the title of the sermon is A Love, A Love That Restores, A Love a love that restores. Uh, as most of you know, we're, um, I'm into sermon series, and this was actually a part of a sermon series, and uh, we're not going to redo that whole series, uh, but this sermon he wanted, he wanted put out there again, and for where we are headed, and I believe uh, for those of us who are serious about uh, the health of our church, um, Everything that we've been doing up until now uh, has been uh, to shift us in another gear. Amen. Uh, quite easily, we could say this has been the greatest year of the Unity Worship Center. Amen. Uh, God has done miraculous things uh, within the building, within some of the believers. And, um, but I believe that there is more. And, and, and I say that he has somewhat shifted us because there is still an element within us, uh, you know, that, that we had for a little while that wouldn't leave. <laughs> they, you know, uh, they, they wouldn't leave us, but, but they, they didn't love us. And, and see, the reality is you take care of what you love. Amen. You, you ride with what you believe in. Amen. Uh, is, is that the truth? Uh, and, and, and it is encouraging but sad at the same time, you know, that uh, now we talked about this, like I said, about six or seven months ago, that our newest members have 
have already volunteered to work in the church and and then we have people that's been here for years you know that that didn't want to do anything or you know to further or strengthen our ministry uh, so that we could be focused on other areas of our mandate god god did a thing in the last couple of weeks amen and sometimes uh, uh you know i had to learn that there you can have a supernatural eviction <laughs> amen and 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 some people don't like that because everybody has been a lot of people have been taught over the years that that church is for everybody but if you read scripture you find out that that's not that's not necessarily true uh when when satan left heaven he took a third of the angels with him and since the third of those angels have been in the earth realm they've been putting in work so 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 believe it or not uh contrary to what we've been taught in uh, sunday school and Bible studies, you know, in times prior, church isn't for everybody. Amen. Uh, I, I love what uh, uh, one pastor said. He says, and, and God sends nobody to hell. God doesn't send anybody to hell. And in fact, we should, some people should actually celebrate God for building hell. Because some of us have, he said, because some of us have sat in the earth realm for 70 or 80 years and shown God that we did not want to be with him. So if we didn't want to be with God for 70 to 80 years, you definitely don't want to be with him for eternity. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, we, we, we've got to understand that uh, everybody ain't supposed to be with us. Amen. And so I'm just asking God to send more people to this ministry that will love it, that will take care of it, as well as commit to it, and, and not just in lip service, but rather with your heart. Jesus had something to say about this very subject. Uh, if you look at the book of Matthew, chapter 15, verses 8 through 9, uh, it says, these people, these people draw near to me with their mouths, and they honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines uh, the commandments of men. And, and, and the first thing that I want you to see is that Jesus has made a separation between himself his true followers and the people whose worship ain't for real. Let's, let's look at the chapter from the beginning. Is that all right? Uh, then the scribes and the Pharisees who were from Jerusalem came to Jesus saying, why do you disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat bread. And he answered and said unto them, why do you also transgress the commandment of God because of your tradition? For God commanded, saying, honor your father and your mother, and he who curses father or mother, let him be put to death. But you say, whoever is, whoever says to his father or mother, whatever profit you might have received from me is a gift to God, then he need not honor his father or mother. Thus you have made the commandment of God of no effect by your tradition. Check out what he says in verse number seven. Hypocrites. Well, did Isaiah prophesy about you, saying, These that draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. Now, the scribes, I, want, I need you to understand, were a group of people uh, with uh, the profession of writing. It was a profession that could be handed down from father to son, or, or it could easily be taught. And, and they are mentioned in the New Testament as a group that's in conflict with Jesus Christ and his apostles. Now, now, now the Pharisees, uh, a, religious, a religious and political elite, 
educated men, as, as spiritual and political leaders of Jewish people, they imposed all of the religious laws. Now, now only members of uh, the old Pharisee families could become Pharisees. And, 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 and they too mentioned, uh, are, are mentioned in the New Testament as a group who was in conflict with Jesus Christ and his apostles. Isn't it funny that the only thing these two sects of people have in common, they don't even like each other, but they will get together on the strength of the conflict that they got with Jesus and his disciples. Hey, Mary, you got them other glasses, baby. These, um, these things were like five pounds on my face, okay? okay. My wife calls those Jeffrey Dahmers, amen? <laughs> you see the love in my family. So we see that we see that Jesus has been confronted by the Pharisees and the scribes with a legitimate question, according to the customs and times that they are hoping uh, to trip him up with. And, and but but instead, what happened is Jesus asked them a question of the same origin and, and, and does it to basically say, uh, how are you going to ask me about something that you are not fulfilling yourselves? I don't know about anybody else in the building today, but, but what one thing that gets on my nerves is somebody that can always talk about uh, somebody else's wrong, but ain't took the time to deal with the wrong that's going on with them. Amen. Yeah, I, I got a problem with people like that. I don't, let me tell you something. You, you can check me. You can put me in my place. You can tell me about myself. I ain't got a problem with that. But you better have checked you first. And, 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 and all that, and I know I ain't perfect. No, I ain't talking about that. I said, you better have checked you before you come to check me. Amen? Uh -huh. God don't keep score, but I do. Amen. Yeah, I wrote a few things down myself. Amen. <laughs> but instead, so, so, so. He, he, he says, how is it that you're going to ask me about something that you're not fulfilling yourselves? And, and afterwards, Jesus turns, after he turns the barrel of the shotgun towards the Pharisees and the scribes, he makes a solid point uh, with a fact of his own. He, he then tells them how he feels about them. Look at verse number seven. And, and you see in the word uh, his thoughts on both sects. He, he calls them hypocrites. And, and, and the definition of the word hypocrite is a, is a person uh, who pretends to have virtues, uh, moral or religious beliefs, principles, etc., that he or she doesn't actually possess. In the streets, we just say they front. Amen. So, 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 so let me break, break something down here today. And, and, and I, feel, I feel that it, uh, in our generation that it's a major problem. We, we, we have people today who profess Jesus but live nothing like him. And, and justify their carnal behavior with talk like uh, God is still working on me or I'm not there yet. And, and I want to be very clear about this. God does not accept your mess because he understands that you're not where you should be by now. <laughs> Can I say that again for the people in the back? Amen. <laughs> God does not accept our mess because he understands that we are not where we should be by now. I, I, mean, I mean, how powerful is your mess that he has been successful with everyone else, but then he gets to you and he gets stumped? 
what, what kind of a trip are you that, that, that for years he's been just making a way, he's been delivering, he's been setting free, he's been saving, and then he gets to you and goes, nah, I ain't never seen nothing like this. <laughs> yeah. I, I, Lord, have mercy. I mean, I mean, I mean when, you, when you think about it, how powerful is that mess? Well, 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 let me tell you, he doesn't get stumped. He doesn't get thrown off. And God is never caught by surprise. And, and, and the truth is, many of us are not where we should be in God uh, because we don't want to be. See, see, because being where you should be in God breeds responsibility. Being where you should be in God means that you've got to say no to some things that you've grown accustomed to saying yes to. Amen. And so and so and so you don't you don't get to you don't get to do God and do you and do them too. Oh God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And 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 church would be off the hook everywhere if you could do him and you. Amen. And don't look at me crazy. I didn't I didn't write the book. In fact, if it was up to me in some of my carnal times, I'd like to change some of the pages. Amen. But the reality is, but the reality is, the word is the word, and we have to abide by it. Amen. Lord, have mercy. And so, and so, and so, uh, uh, the reality is, uh, we want to be righteous with a pass. Yeah, I won't, I won't, I won't be saved with a pass. We, we want to come to church, sing with the praise team, shout with the preacher, and that's the extent of our holiness. But when we get away from the church, the real you comes out. The, the, the carnal creature is back in effect. The carnal Christian is back to confusing and throwing off the people that they should be witnessing and leading to Jesus. The, the carnal Christian gets away from the church and is back to training our children to be hypocritical in the things of God. And, and in fact, there's a generational curse that is working in our, earthen, in our earthen region because for years, kids have watched their parents go to church, shout, scream, snot, run all over the place, cry, and all of that, and then get back, don't even get out the, don't even get out the parking lot. The Newport is lit. The 107.9 is on. The CD is in and they speaking of every tongue except Jesus. And for years, for years, we, we've seen people come to church and we, and we figured that that was enough. We said, we said that's enough. And, and we deemed that everybody that we loved went to heaven because they went to church. But then when you begin to delve into the, to the pages of the scriptures, you begin to say, hmm. Hmm. Yeah. We've got to stop this. It's dangerous to justify your mess. I mean, if you're going to be 100 about anything, be 100 about you and where you are in this thing with God. Because you don't want to hear on, those, on, that, on that day of judgment, depart from me. I never knew you, you workers of iniquity. Some of our children hate church and everything about it because they see fake in, because they see the fake in some. And, and they associated that some with all of us. And this is why we are losing our children in church. This is why as soon as our children get of an age that they can't be made to come to church anymore, we stop seeing them because for years they had to watch the people and their families fake it about God. Lord, have mercy. And now... And now that they are older and starting their own families, they refuse to subject their children to the mess that they had to endure 
all under the guise of God. Jesus calls them hypocrites. Hypocrites. And I want to show you something in verse 7. Uh, he, he concludes talking to the Pharisees and scribes. And in verse number 8, he redirects his attention to his disciples and whoever else that's listening to this exchange. Look at it. Verse number 7. Hypocrites. Who well did Isaiah prophesy about you saying, these people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me, and in vain they worship me. He said, in vain they worship me. He said, all that dancing don't do nothing for me. All that screaming don't do nothing for me. All that shouting don't excite me. Teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. And in verse number seven, we see the last of his direct communication with the Pharisees and the scribes. Then in verse eight, he says, these people. He says, these people. So, so we understand that his, attention, uh, uh, that, that his attention to those who still have a chance, and, and, and he's giving attention to those that still have a chance, and he begins to teach. See, let, I, I want, let me show you what I'm talking about. Lily, stand up. Uh, Kevin, come over, come over here. Uh, come, come on, Kevin. You, you skinny. You ought to be able to move faster than that. Let's go. He said, he said uh, all right. I understand if you my size moving like that. Kenny, stand up. Robert, stand up. And so, so, so he's got, he's, it's three people in this conversation. It's Jesus. I get to be him now. It's these people. And it's the people who still have a shot. You understand what I'm saying to you? And this is how cold-blooded Jesus is. See, see, we keep on making Jesus this nice little cute teddy bear, and he's just so sweet, and he's just so precious, and he saved my life. Jesus was a warrior. Jesus was a, he was a lion. He was a lion. You understand what I'm saying to you? Y'all better quit on uh, uh, pacifying that thing and candy land and that thing. G Jesus was not to be played with. You understand what I'm saying to you? And he says right in front of their face. This is the same Jesus who sat, at, uh, uh, who sat down and said, upon this rock, I will build my church. But what I want you to understand what's so powerful about that is when he said, upon this rock, I will build my church. He was sitting in uh, Caesar uh, Caesarea Philippi. He was sitting in a place where there was all type of demonic worship. There was all, all types of idol worship. And they, they idled, they worshiped people, statues this big and He's standing in the midst of all of this demonic hell, and he tells all of them, upon this rock, I will build my church, and ain't none of y'all from hell going to be able to do anything with it. I mean, he stood right in their neighborhood and told them that he was going to have victory despite them. And that same Jesus turns around and says, these people. Honor me. <laughs> and you're going to have to separate yourselves from the these people. You can't be witnessing people you smoking weed with. I'm just trying to tell you, you should, you should, you should come to church, man, because it's deep, man, and Jesus has been good. Ain't no holiness in that. You've got to be able to know who the these people are. And watch this. You will never know the these people until you stop being one. Y'all can take your seat. We understand 
he turned his attention to the people that still had a chance and he begins to teach. And, and the gist of what he is teaching is this, despite how you see family and friends and even people in church walk, it's null and void if it's not from the heart. If it's not from, if it's not from the heart. And, 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 and when it's from the heart, you, you, your, your walk will line up with what you profess. When, 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 it's, when it's not in the heart, uh, the actions will always be different from what they say. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Yeah, 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 you, 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 you. Some, some of you said something like, I'm confused. You're not confused. You just saw somebody that was saying one thing but doing another. That's, that's not confusion. You're seeing hypocrisy. Yeah. And, and you need, and you, okay, I hear you, Holy Spirit. And you need to stop letting them off the hook by saying stuff like, I'm confused. No, you're not confused. Tell the truth. You lying. Yeah, the Savior died for us. You can't be playing around with this thing. You, you understand what I'm saying to you. And so, and so, and, and unfortunately, uh, what we have uh, here at Unity sometimes in churches all over the world is a bunch of people who believe that they are saved because they say they are. Because they say they are. But, but, but the fruit, but their fruit is no good. And the fruit is no good because the fruit is rotten. And when it's rotten, and when the fruit is rotten, it loses nutrients that are necessary to inspire and grow more fruit for the kingdom. Be careful. Walking around here thinking your fruit is straight, but it's, it's actually rotten. Huh? Today I would like to introduce you to, um, to this, this, this sermon called A Love That Restores. And, and I believe that the Lord put this on my heart to reteach because uh, we have so many people who, again, profess Christ yet don't walk in the power of his forgiveness nor his restoration. Now listen to what I just said, don't walk in, I didn't say it in the power of his might, I said in the power of his forgiveness nor his restoration. What are you saying, Pastor? We got a lot of people in the church who want to get it right, but because they're so ashamed of their past, they don't think God can get past their past. Yeah, you hear me? Some of you won't dare pray because you are afraid that, you know, if he don't forgive me. Lord, what I mean, because let's just be honest. We got family members that don't forgive us. Hey, man, we got we got friends that don't forgive us. We got we got we got people that that that's down for you, and and they bless God that you're changing and you're getting yourself together until you don't agree with them, and then they bring back up what you used to be. <laughs> you, you know, I, I had to tell some very important people in my life, people that mean everything to me. This is my last. I'm sorry. This is it. This is, I, I, I don't got no more. I, not, not one more. I don't have one more. Because when I said it the first time, I meant it. When I said it the seventh time, I meant it. The 15th time I said it, I meant it. So now I understand. It's not, the problem's not with me. The problem's with you. And so, so this is the last, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And that's, you ain't getting no more. Uh, it, it's done with. You're not holding my past over my head. If I didn't raise you right, I'm sorry. Uh, you, uh, my bad. Did you die? You're here. You're okay. You understand what I'm saying to you, but no more. Am I going to duck my head? Every time I see you or every time you bring up something of my past, I'm going to give you what you want. The devil is a lie. I ain't got another sorry in me. Yeah, we. 
So, 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 so now I want to I talk to you because you, you've got to begin to walk in uh, the power of his forgiveness. He's, there's the power of his might. There's the power you know, of all these uh, different uh, uh, characteristics of God. But, but, but one, two of the things that we fail to walk in, we get everything but the forgiveness down. Because, see, because what we, we do, and I was teaching this months ago, is that we, can, we continue to equate God to man. And because man wouldn't forgive us, we figured God wouldn't. I mean, come on, God is perfect. I mean, he, he died for us. I mean, he did all of this for us. And do you really believe that you really want me to believe that? I mean, look, I, I fed these kids. I, I clothed these kids. I did what I had to do so these kids would have what, they, what little they did have. And they don't forgive me. Do you mean to tell me that God who's perfect forgives me? Yes. And what we've got to stop doing is equating man to God. God, he said, my ways are not your ways and my thoughts are not your thoughts. In fact, my ways are high higher than your ways and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts so what they can't let go of I can and it don't make no never mind what they can't let go of as long as I say I forgive you it is thrown in the sea of forgiveness so you better walk with your head up with your shoulders back and conquer the rest of the world that I've given you to conquer today I'm going to say going to say a few things uh, that's going to take your attention. And it is so important that you hear and receive this message because what's about to be discussed, I believe, has been a barrier to many of us, even, even myself. And as a pastor, I, as a pastor, I ask you to believe a lot. Yeah, well, well, well I, don't, I don't ask you. God does. And, but he uses me as his mouthpiece in the situation. So, so God has me to ask of you a lot. And what he has me to ask you, he has already asked of myself. So, so, so I know how trying the request can be. Oh, Lord. I, so what I'm saying is I don't challenge you with anything in any of my messages that God hasn't already, already challenged me on beforehand. And, and, and because I bring you the challenge, watch this. You know, you ain't used to preachers saying this. And because I bring you the challenge doesn't mean that I've completely figured the challenge out myself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I promise you, most days I'm sitting here going right along with you. You understand what I'm saying to you. Uh, but, but, but I just got this button that goes, but trust God. Amen. And so, and so, and so uh, I, I, I want to ask you some things. Or I ask you to, to believe some things that, that, that's rough, that's raw. And, and, and again, if I'm challenging you with it, I've already been challenged with it. And, 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 and I don't always respond correctly to the challenges. I struggle in certain areas like you do. But, but in my messages, you better believe I'm preaching to me as well as I'm preaching to you. The only difference is, you know, for me, uh, once I hear it, I'm, I'm trying my best to apply it because, see, I, I, I want to be better. But, 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 but God asks us of some cold things, like, like, like to have faith in him even when it looks like he's not there. Oh, Lord. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want you to trust me when you can't trace me. I want you to, I want you to trust me despite hell breaking loose all around you. I want you to trust me, though it seems like you're losing your mind. I want you to trust me, though it seems like I'm not there. He, he asked us to believe uh, that someone was beaten horribly. In fact, the worst beating that was ever given, worse than uh, we would ever be able to comprehend or imagine. And get this, he took the beating on the, he, he wants us to believe that this horrific beating that he took, he took it on the strength of me and you.
He asked us to believe things like that. And, and, and on the third day, uh, on the third day uh, after his dying, he rose again. And, and, and as hard as that might be to believe, it's critical to your entire walk with God that you do believe it. God, your, your, every, everything in your relationship with God hinges on do you believe he got up? Yeah, yeah. Remember in the book of Romans, uh, chapter 10, verses 9 through 10, uh, 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 some, some pretty important things are said about salvation, uh, about you and I being saved. He says in Romans, chapter 10, verses 9 through 10, and this is the New Living Translation, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by openly declaring your faith faith that you are saved. Now let's deal with that for a little bit. The Bible says that if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord, so when you see these words openly declare, we understand that Paul is saying you can never be ashamed of the gospel. Never be ashamed of the gospel. My wife, uh, uh, a pretty young thing she is, she was teaching Sunday school this morning and she, uh, she was talking about this very verse that says that I am not ashamed uh, of the gospel. And, and she was talking about, you know, I'm not ashamed. You know, I'm not ashamed for this reason. I'm not ashamed for that reason. But one of the things that I was really wanting her to pull out was, I'm not ashamed to preach the gospel. Make no, never mind who's watching me, who's listening to me, where I'm at, where we at. Don't what what they got that I might need. I'm still gonna preach the gospel. Yeah, some some of you, some of you, know what I'm talking about when you have to, you know need this but my faith compromises it because who's got what I need oh lord they don't quite believe like I do but but I, I want you to understand that you can never dummy down with your holy ghost mm -mm. you better preach Jesus I don't care what they got and what you don't have you better preach Jesus you you, under, you better preach Jesus if, if they threatening to cut the lights off you I ain't, I, you I ain't doing nothing ungodly I ain't getting ready to go out of I ain't coming out of character I'm, I'm just gonna trust God you understand what I'm saying you better preach Jesus oh God I, let me I'm trying to get done with this listen he he says he says if you openly declare you know, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. He's saying in all of your existence, God should be well represented. We, 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 don't, we don't get around people who don't believe in dummy down with our faith. In, in fact, instead of dummy, dummy down, we double down. For, for even in Romans 1 and 16 in the New Living Translation, we find the Apostle Paul declaring, For I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work saving everyone who believes. Did you catch that? Saving everyone who believes, the Jew first and also the Gentile. And, and the word Gentile in this sense is, is Paul is using. It just means everyone who's not a Jew. Uh, he, he's talking about you and I. And he says the good news is that the power of God is at work saving every one of us who believes. Lord, have mercy. Is it any believers in the building? You, you should have lost your mind if you believe. Because if you believe, it says that this thing is working for you. Well, how is it that you can hear a word like that and not lose your mind just, just own? You understand? Well, hold on. Hold on. You say, pack that thing. 
thing up. Pastor, did you say it's saving those that believe? It's saving those that believe. Oh, you should have shouted. You, you danced in TDs when your favorite song came on. You ought to dance now that you heard on the strength that you believe. You're going to see the promised land. Cut a mean step at a two-for-one drink special, but here the Lord is going to bless you because you believe and then you get all quiet. <laughs> I'm trying to figure this thing out, right? Huh? Get in the club and party over here as soon as we get there. Everything we listen to, sending us straight to hell. Get in church. Thank you, Jesus. You ain't even had to pay to get in. Jesus. You see, I want you to get it. It saves those who believes or has faith in Jesus, faith in his word. And I say his word uh, because we now have certain groups of people who want to claim God but not his word because his word goes against their lifestyle and agenda. We, 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 have, we have madness like uh, the Queen James Bible, which is supposed to be the Bible for gay people. And, and I say supposed to be because the only real Bible is the Bible that preaches Jesus Christ. And the scripture warns us in Galatians chapter 1, verse number 8, let God's curse fall on anyone, including us or even an angel from heaven who preaches a different kind of good news than the one that we preach to you. That said it all. That's the verse right there. It says, it don't make no never mind what you think. I don't care how many stand behind it. I don't care how many laws have been passed. It's a curse if it's preaching anything that's contrary to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Said it all right there in that verse. Let us know that there's no justification for sin. Whether it be homosexuality to the whoremonger, sin is sin. And anyone who tries to flip it so that they can live by it, baby, you're under a curse. And, 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 and the Christians need to stop making, get this, yeah, uh-huh. uh, Christians need to stop making one sin worse than the next. If, if you're a man sleeping around with different women, you're just as wrong as men who sleep around with different men. You understand what I'm saying to you? And, 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 and try to teach anything different earns you a curse. We, we always want to put this emphasis on, on, on things that we don't like. I don't, I, don't, I don't understand homosexuality, so now that's, that's extra hell for the homosexual. But because I'm low-key sleeping around the city, that's just a regular hell. That's just. I take it even deeper. I mean, it's just taxes. It ain't like I don't keep them over here sometime during the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all for my earned income credit people. Amen. Amen. Yeah, yeah. Sin is sin. You understand what I'm saying to you? And, 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 and stop, trying to, stop trying to justify the sin because you got a good reason. Because it's only a good reason to you. It's not a good reason to God. And, and we, the Christians, we need to stop making one sin worse than the next. 
We, we got to stop doing that. And, 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 as, and, and we as Christians have to stop being okay with the word until we hear a part of the word that makes us uncomfortable. Or, or, or we take on the attitude that, that, that we aren't going to believe that because that means we have to come to grips with some hard truths. See, see, the reality is I, I believe that every, every Sunday when we walk in here, you hear a truth that if you, was to, if you was to apply that truth, it would drastically change your life. Huh? Let me throw you one. You ain't supposed to be living with nobody you ain't married to. We ain't going to see one U-Haul. After <laughs> we, we ain't going to see one U-Haul. And, 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 and here's the scary part, though, is that because it's the truth and because people are in it. Baby, don't leave because I preach the truth. Stay because I preach the truth. Let that truth hit you in the head enough times to where you say, you know what? It's about time for me to get some get right. And don't, don't, don't run. Don't dislike me because I'm, I'm calling out something you do. Let me tell you. And, and even if you do, it's all right. I dislike me sometimes when I call out some stuff because I'd like to do it every now. They don't preach like that, do they? They don't preach like that, do they? They, they? they want you to believe that the preacher, he, he, you know, he's just, oh, and I never think about sin, please. I would never deal, I will never go back to that, that nasty, ugly, depressing sin that just had me beat. I don't know what type of sin y'all was doing. You lose two ways if you was in a bunch of sin that you didn't like. You know what I'm saying? Sin I was in. That's why it was so hard to come out of. Amen. Y'all better be real in here. Yeah. That's why we ask y'all, us pastors, that's why we ask y'all to pray for us. Because we, 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 you know, you see, see, here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing. You know, Kevin's my armor bearer, but if Kevin decided to go crazy, guess what? They'd just be like, oh, Kevin's tripping. Uh, We're going to have to pray for him. And you let it go. I do the same thing Kevin do, and it's, I told you. I told you he wasn't right. I t Girl, didn't I tell you? It just, it just, just take a minute, just, and it was all going to come out. We knew. We knew. I'm dodging stones. Hey, I, it was all good just a week ago. So we ask you for prayer <laughs> because we need it. Because we're not, we're not afforded the same grace that you give one another. But, 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 but I die like you. I bleed like you. I'm human like you. Oh, Lord, let me get this thing. <laughs> and, and let me tell you something. The worst thing that any of us saved people could do is advocate the sin in the lives of people that we love. That's not loving them. That is assisting to their damnation. And in doing so, you are not openly declaring, remember that, Jesus. How are you going to call yourself a friend to somebody, but you won't tell them the truth? Hmm. Hmm. My wife and I, we ride around, the, we, 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 we hoping we get in. We ride around the city sometimes, and we see people wearing certain stuff. And, and Miriam says, they ain't got no friends. I ain't got no friends, cause a real friend would have said, "Don't that ain't uh-uh that don't that don't look the same on you that it looked like on God." 
Y'all going around, girl, you look good. You wrong for that. You wrong for that. <laughs> you, <laughs> you have to love people. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. It has been some times that, that people, I'm mean, in a restaurant where I'm just trying to enjoy my meal, and somebody will walk past me, and you cannot tell them that they are not the bomb.com. And, and I'm, and you know, and you got a stomach over here and, and some shooting out over here. And, and Let me stop. Where are they friends? You're supposed to, you ain't supposed to, let, you're not supposed to let your people go out like that. Huh? All right, I'm done. You got to love people enough that you, that you're, especially the ones that you're connected to enough to stay the course in hopes that your consistency and never wavering mindset eventually wins them over to God. Let me tell you something. Your, your walking the walk has everything to do with if they eventually begin the walk. So, 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 so no matter how crazy it gets, we have to stay steadfast in God because there's, watch this, most of the wars you fight ain't about you. It's about the people that's watching you fight the war. And if you can claim victory and gain victory in that war and not resort back to the old you that you used to be, that person will say, hey, I'm going to tell you what, I remember when they would have cussed them out. I remember when they would have put their hands on them. I remember when they would have flapped their tires. I remember when they would have done a whole lot of stuff. But you can see Jesus in their life. Bees, did you see that? When I said flat tires, a whole row of women just went. Uh. A whole row of women just, did you see that? Lord, help them. I need you to understand this real quickly. Um, the love of Jesus and the power of his word is what converts and transforms. Not beating up on a person, not disrespecting the person, not hurting the person's feelings. The power of God's word and love is what converts and transforms. So some of you are dealing with grown children and you're, and you're beating them up verbally. You're telling them constantly where they're messing up. You need to get yourself together. No, baby, what you need to do is love them better. Well, what you need to do is sit down and say, okay, let's, let's talk about what it is that you're trying to accomplish. And I want to apologize that every time that I told you you were stupid, every time I told you you don't make no sense, every time that I said something derogatory or hurtful to you because I understand that I did not help the process, I probably worsened the process. And, and, so, and so if you ever want to win your kids to Jesus, if you want to ever want to win people that you love to Jesus, it's going to start with his word, watch this, and you keeping it, and love. Love. This is a cold, harsh world out here, and everybody is looking for somebody to love them. Amen? Now, let's, let's get back. I'm almost done. I promise. What time is it? Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm almost done. Uh, back to Romans uh, 10, 9 and 10. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. The second clause of the verse says, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. See, see, you have to believe this because if you don't believe that God could, could or did raise Jesus from the dead, then how can you believe that God will raise you? And this is, this is, this is, this is, this is the, the majority of the church. We come to church depressed. We leave church depressed 
because somehow, someway, Satan has fortified a lie in your mind to make you believe that what you're in or where you're at is as good as it can get. It's as good as it can get. And, 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 and some of you are in a place in your life right now where you don't like where you are. But, but because, because the way history has shown itself and, and, and you, you, you ain't really seen a whole lot of winners around you and, and you ain't never really seen somebody break through for real, you, 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 you're depressed because and you're coming to God and you're coming to church and you're hoping that something just happens because, because you don't know what you're going to do if it's going to just always be like this. But I want you to understand that there is a formula. There's a formula. There's a formula to living your real best life, your intended best life, your, to reaching your destiny, to fulfilling your purpose and operating in that purpose. There, there is a formula for that. And it is first, repent. Second, repent plus, repent plus, you threw me off, Pastor. <laughs> you threw off my math, now I got to cheat. Repent plus confess. Now, here's the problem. Be careful what you're confessing. Because for years, you've, many of us have confessed the wrong thing. When you said stuff like, you know what, I'm just through. You know what you was really saying? I'm defeated. I give up. There's no victory for me. And every time that you spoke that on your life, Satan turned hell up on your life. Every, every time that you said, posted, inboxed, texted, I can't do this no more. You know what complaining does? Complaining tells God, you can't handle more. And if you're going to have higher levels, then you got to understand there's going to be equal devils. And if, and if, and if, and if little hell going to run you off every time little hell show its face, then God can't trust you with much. You understand what I'm saying to you? So, so, so the reality is the Bible says that it is you're faithful over the few things, but you're not faithful if you're constantly crying about where you are. Can I just go ahead and tell everybody in here, if you are physically able, mentally able, if you don't like where you are right now, in six months you can change everything about your life. Everything. There's a formula to this thing. It is repentance. I've come to the point to where I need God more than I need anything else. Plus... I confess Jesus as Lord. I don't confess that I'm depressed anymore. I don't confess that I'm stupid anymore. I don't, I don't confess that I'm a fool anymore. I don't confess that I'm just dumb. I went for that anymore. I don't confess any negativity over my life. But repentance plus confessing Jesus as my Lord and then plus and believing in my heart that God raised him from the dead equals carry the one salvation and that's what that's what God wants from you today Marcus play the soft music I'm done that's what he wants you to understand today
don't you confess another negative thing into your life. Uh, Sister Carla put on Facebook a couple of weeks ago, and I screenshotted. It said, if you find yourself in hell, act like you own the place. We're not confessing defeat anymore. We're not going to walk around defeated anymore. We're not going to continue to remember what we could have, should have, and all of that. We're just going to focus on being the best who we are now. I might have tricked it all off in times past, and I might have let a whole lot of people down that I loved, and Maybe I didn't do it as good as, as everybody else. But I heard an old preacher say, just a little talk with Jesus. Just a little talk with Jesus. You make it all right. The one thing that I loved, let me tell you something. While I was facing 20 to life in one city and 10 flat in another city, here's what blew my mind. Here was the verse that blew my mind. While I was yet still a sinner, he exemplified his love for me by dying for me. While I was still a hot mess, running the streets and popping pistols and, and doing every drug known to man, he, he was loving me enough. to die for me. I don't know who I'm talking to in here today. In fact, I think it's a few people in here who, who are low in spirit. Low in spirit. Sometimes it's just hard to look in the mirror when you think about all the mistakes that you made. Sometimes you, 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 you sometimes it just makes you squirmish when you begin to think about the people that you let down. But I want you to understand you serve a God who forgives. You serve a God who forgives. I want you to know that there's power in his forgiveness. And not only does he forgive, he restores. Ooh. Can I have this altar call? Can I have this one this week? Can I have this one this week? He, 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 he restores. In, in, other words, in other words, he don't just, he don't just forgive you. Watch this. He builds you back up again. Yeah. He builds you back up again. And when he builds you back up again, it don't make no never mind who don't like you. It don't make no never mind who don't care about you. It don't make no never mind who don't forgive you. It don't make no never mind who whispers about you and talks about you. Don't, none of that matters when you understand that the master's hand is on your life. And, and let me tell you, some of, some, some of the people that's talking about you and whispering about you and, 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 and coming after you, they're, they're perplexed because they, the way they see it is after all, after all you've done, God's blessing you. Can I tell you that he will, despite whatever mistakes that you have ever made, he says, I will, I will, I will put a table, Lord, have mercy, in the presence of your haters, in the presence of your enemies. He said, I'll let you eat good in the ones that gossip, in front of the ones that gossip about you. I'll let you ball out of control in front of the ones that lie on your name. 
I'll do it because I love you. I'll do it because I love you. I want you to do one thing real quickly. I want you to go back. This is the last time we ever going to do this together. I want you to go back to that worst time. The worst you. The you that you said, I cannot believe you did that. I can't believe you said that. And I want you to know that God forgives you. Right there where you are, he forgives that. He forgives that. Some of you have been walking with things that you've said against someone else for years. And every time you see them, there's a pain in your heart because I wish I could have took, I wish I'd have never said that. I wish I'd have, and God says, I forgive you. Some of us didn't do, we didn't, Lord knows, I, I didn't do the best by my babies. I, did, I didn't do the best. I was, you know, it just was what it was. But, but I thank God that I got a God that forgives me. And, and not only does he forgive us, he restores us. He picks us back up. So today, the Apostle Paul said in the Word, I ain't tripping on what's behind me. I ain't thinking about what's in my past. But what I'm looking at, what I'm focused on, and what I'm determined to be is the best me going forward. And I understand that, that I can only be the best me being in Him. The only way that I can be the best me is by being in him. And if there's anybody in the building today, some have started to come down already. But if there's somebody in the building today that says, I'm, I'm done with my past and I'm done. I'm done being held hostage to my mistakes. I want to invite you to come on down. There's room at the cross for you. If there's people that are saying, I'm not going to cry one more time. You're not going to make me feel bad. Not one more time. Today I'm making a decision to be the best that I've ever been. To be the best me that I've ever been. To be the best me that you've ever seen today. I, I decide today. I decide today. Hallelujah.